Christian, how you doing? Oh, how are you doing? I'm very fucking beautiful. We are here on Facebook Live. And we're going to have a really good episode, finally. We're Memorial back. Day weekend episode. Uh, yeah, episode six. Um, it's going to be awesome. As usual, Jerry, we have our little shenanigans during the episode. Of course, uh, the comment Jerry made to me two seconds before he went recording go, I think we're the only podcast that... Uh, doesn't research what we're talking about, and I go, Jerry, I'm the one that does all the research, and you just, like, comment, subscribe, and... And what a balancing act we are in that case. But no, I guide you, it's good. You have your opinions, too, which I think is really cool. I don't have opinions about you. Bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, the last episode of the, uh, Collective Podcast, I did a, uh, little rant on, uh, Mr. Uh, James Cameron, and, uh... It was thought-provoking. I got a lot of feedback... Uh, one funny thing is, is I hope he's watching on Facebook Live because I told him to, and uh, I was just talking to him on the way here to uh, to uh, record this, and it was Larry, and Larry was telling me he listened to it and he thought it was okay, and you know it wasn't. He he thought he oh, thought my comments were a little pretentious, but it's fine. So I mean, he yeah. was the fact checker to see how things went throughout yeah. the episode. He also he also comment about um about how I got the story wrong about you winning uh. <laughs> Mario Party. Are you like, trying to say that's some fake news? Christian? No, no, no. Like you did win, and the story is factually correct. It's just the way that you got to that point was kind of off a little bit. Right. So I mean, it, it happens. It happens. But um, uh, a little update from the James Cameron esque stuff that's going on is um, Avengers is at one point nine billion. Ooh. They're almost at the two billion dollar mark, which I'm really excited about. Which um. You can say is uh, my last comments about it. Then I'll move on about the whole James Cameron thing. Is is that don't speak ill of something because then it's going to come back and haunt you. Of course, um, it's going to get to the point where it's going to hit two billion. It's almost a guarantee at this point. Um, so you're going. You're now forced to share the two billion dollar club with an Avengers movie. So don't do interviews saying you hope that these movies fail or you hope fans get Avengers fatigue. I hope he's hungry because he's got to eat his own words. Yeah, because, you know, uh, that's what happens. Don't speak ill. And there you go. And be chill. James Cameron, you're now, uh, you now have a superhero movie in your illustrious club. You have a Star Wars movie that's in your illustrious club. And uh, speaking of Star Wars, we are going to talk about Han Solo. I saw it yesterday on the, um, in the movie theater. And we're going to get to that when we get to that. So, people that are on Facebook Live, uh, welcome. Thank you for, uh, thank you for uh, joining us. And, um, Jerry, uh, you have an event on Friday. Yes, yes, I do. So, we have an event for Sing Till Sunrise for Sunrise Day Campus Staten Island. It is my Sing Till Sunrise award ceremony based off of my past three events. So, we got some beautiful awards along the way. We got the most likely to butcher Billy Joel. <laughs> we got the most likely to be a semi-professional singer. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually going to name one winner right off the bat. And I hope he listens because I'm sure he's going to yell at me afterwards for saying it. And that guy is Vincent Marola. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say someone else. Um, 
Are you trying to say it's rigged over here, Christian? No, no, I thought you were going to say... Because uh, um, um, it is, actually. I hope you know that. We should have a timer as to see how long it takes for us to mention Joe. Yeah. Because <laughs> he does that to me. But we just mentioned him Yeah, now. I know. Well, it's like, that's like the cardinal rule of Fight Club. Don't talk about Fight Club. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but just a couple more things wrapping off of that. So we have Cornhole and uh, 15% proceeds from our food orders going back to Sunrise Day Camp. Then 9 o'clock karaoke starts. We're going to give out seven awards. Uh, it will be at Joe Broadway South on Highland Boulevard for Friday, June 1st. And it helps give summer back to children with cancer for over 100 families this summer. Sweet. So, uh, guys, do you listen on the Facebook Live? Come to the uh, event. It's going to be a great uh, opportunity to raise money for kids that uh, don't have a chance to go to uh, summer. Summer camp. Yeah. Um, so, upcoming guests, Jerry. We're going to have some upcoming guests soon, hopefully. In 2025, oh, yeah, Joe Volante will be on our podcast. We are foreseeing the future right here. This is going to be a seven-year plan in the works, and I'm glad and honored to be giving you all this content before then because then we're never going to do a podcast again. Uh, oh, my God. But uh, we're going to have um, – we're going to try to get uh, Chris Marcianti back on for a little trivia and we'll have him back on in October for the Halloween movie release, which should be trailer should be dropping soon, in a couple of weeks, hopefully. That's why I've been hearing from Blumhouse. Um, we're gonna try to get um, our friend Craig on, the comedian. Yes. Get his last name. That man. Craig. Uh, Bald man, sexy beard. Oh yeah. Craig Loydrin. He was in uh, Fuzz and Lenses, a normal attraction movie, which, uh, which I think is pretty cool. And um, oh, speaking of. Guess Ooh, who's on Facebook Live watching Who is us? doing that? It's Joe Valenti. Oh, my oh God, my Joe. What's goodness. he saying? What's the Joe man saying over there? Uh, I can't see it. He's Nor just saying we. hi. He's just saying hi. <laughs> oh, well. Guys, the illustrious Joe Valenti is watching. How are you, Joe? Don't text me because I can't look at the text and have Facebook Live on. Uh, but I can. Yeah. Just text Jerry and annoy him. Um... <laughs> I answer yeah. fan questions over here. Uh, we're going to have our good friend, my good friend, who I went to film school with, Titus. He does uh, Masterclass. He's, he's his, uh, his Masterclass Productions, which is his production company. He's, he does a lot of writing. He sells a lot of scripts and stuff. We're going to get him on, talk to him about a couple of things, what his projects are doing. Um, yeah, and uh, so there we go. We're gonna get that. I'm going to try to get V Infuso on, Social Injustice Warrior. We talk, got goals here. Talk about his stuff. So yeah, that's going to be in the next couple of weeks, uh, around about the summer, as well as our uh, our normal podcasting. Maybe we'll do another Tales of Filmmakers. We'll do um, Mind Vision. But uh, for that, yeah. So um, so now let's get to the topics. Oh, the first topic. Oh, Lord. So if you guys enjoyed Christian Caputo's rant on James Cameron, you're going to love my upcoming rant. Uh, so uh, for those of you that are, don't know, last week dropped the Thundercats trailer for the new cartoon that's coming out. First of all, before I get into my rant, Jerry, do you know what Thundercats are? Of course I do. I've only watched it once in my life. Have you, did you watch it as a kid? Absolutely. All right, there you, you paid go. me to. Oh, there, there you go. So, my little Thundercats rant. Um, so, uh, they released a trailer for it, and it looks ridiculously stupid. It's got this little... That means I would like yeah, it, then. it's like, um, it's like chibi, um, uh, chibi characters are, like, tiny, and it, it looks very, um, 
ADA-ish, ADHD-ish, as in like very like stuff thrown at you. Um, just not, just not, like just not no stop. substance, no substance, no um, no. St- I don't think there's gonna be a story to it. It's just gonna be like day to day, you know, oh like monster. All impulse. Beats. Yeah, and you know, that's the problem with a lot of cartoons today. I feel is that it's all thrown at you, and there's no like long form storytelling. And that's I think, what I was exactly yeah. about to say. And the thing is, is is that I don't think these people realize that you can hold a, a kid's attention you can have them watch like star wars rebels had a long form storytelling for four seasons uh for something that they knew it was star wars um you could do that nowadays you have like uh i don't watch these shows but it's like steven universe um uh uh adventure time they're all very like in your face um, like you're on acid or something they, like that. they are a perfect yeah. description of a dhd in terms of like the impulsiveness, the lack of character development for them, I feel like there's less resonation for how kids can connect to a character and really like be be aspired to kind of like formulate that. Yeah. So like Thundercats is from the eighties. Of course a decade course. decade I love, of course. I love everything eighties. You lived through it, right? Oh no. I wish I lived through it. <laughs> I wish I lived through it. Because most of the music I love and just the genre of stuff that movies and cartoons and stuff um so like the cartoons you and me grew up with were mostly 80s so like voltron had long form storytelling between two or three seasons i actually like transformers yeah transformers transformers like the yeah. uh the shitty green screen one. Oh yeah in the nine that was actually really good i loved oh, it oh beast wars yes yeah, beast, beast wars. wars there you beast go wars. uh johnny quest was uh from the 60s but they had a reboot in the 70s but if you want to use, use a long-form storytelling, like, The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest from the 90s was, was long-form storytelling. Um, Sailor Moon was long-form storytelling. I think I watched that. Oh, Sailor Moon. I always have a joke about Sailor Moon. It was like, you watched it as a kid, but you never understood why yeah. you liked it. Because it was a cartoon for girls, but a lot of... A lot of a lot of like boys watched it and you never understood why so that was gentrification yeah, before no, gentrification. no it's like you never understood why they liked Sailor Moon but uh, you know why do you think most guys like the Backstreet Boys yeah. Dragon and Ball and over glorify the shit out of it Dragon Ball long form storytelling from seven from seven uh, seasons uh, we're getting comments from the uh, from the uh, the Facebook audience live so 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 is it from the Book of Rage that's uh, from Johnny Quest, from Larry. Um, so yeah, so like examples of cartoons that kind of need reboots uh, that I would love to see reboots for. Um, Power, like example, Power Rangers got a reboot, but I'm gonna be in the minority here. Uh, for those of you that have seen Beetleborgs, I like Beetleborgs. I think they could do with a um, reboot. Gotcha. Um, Mighty Max, I think, should be updated. Oh, a little, bit. little Mighty Max. Little Mighty Max, yeah. Voltron, Voltron also had a reboot update on Netflix, which I thought was pretty good. It was like an updated reboot. Speaking of reboots, I watch it in my sleep. Speaking of reboots, the TV show reboot. I don't know if you remember that show, reboot. No. Okay, so it was it was a show. I'm that a very was... interesting guy to talk oh, to yeah. about this stuff. It was it was a show. Put that camera closer, by the way. Put the camera closer yeah, to who? To me or to you? Both of us. We're beautiful yeah. people together. There you go. Hold on. Oh gonna, come on! Look at this sexy. Go get Jerry. I'm gonna try to get both of us in there. We have uh, goals right here. Uh, I can't 
can't get both of us in. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Reboot was a CGI, CG um, TV show based out of Canada, which we got uh, to watch. It was like three or four seasons, had like two or three movies, TV movies and stuff. They just rebooted it, and it's a bunch of garbage. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so like those are some things that I think that you can reboot for a modern and keep it a long-form storytelling. What I was going to loop around back to, Thundercats, uh, they had a good reboot a couple years ago called Thundercats Ho. <laughs> and, yeah, it only lasted 12 episodes. It lasted 12 well, Was episodes. it like TV 14 or something? No. Yeah, whoring, yeah. Uh, they, had, they had, it got canceled after like 13 episodes or whatever, something like that. But it was good. It had good CG. I had a good, I had good um, animation and stuff. But no, you have to make it everything ADHD and, and stuff. Speaking of ADHD, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> there you go. So, so, you, so you're an after effect yeah. of all the programming. Yeah. Speaking of comedy and stuff, what did you... Th well, I know you saw Deadpool too. What did you think of it? It was a beautiful and sexy movie. I got to give Ryan Reynolds his props over there. Did a very good job on the story. I felt like the story had a better emphasis this time around. Uh, the humor on the first one was definitely a little bit better. But I felt like uh, to follow the superhero narrative... And just to have a more encapturing type of like moment between all of those things, they did a very good job on it. Mm. Uh, any particular moments that stand out to you? Or? Yo, that little kid is a fucking badass. <laughs> oh my god. I would so pussy out if I ever had to like confront him for anything. Oh, good lord. It, like, if I was his parent or something, I'd be like, okay, okay, you can tell me what to do. Bow down. Bow down, son. <laughs> Joe Flanty in the chat room. See it, damn it. That's yeah, alright. Uh, I'll wait till it comes out. Um, Why is my promotion not compelling enough for you? No, I just... I No, I love Deadpool. I love the first one. But it's just... I, it didn't grasp me the second right. one. I wasn't going to be like, Oh, I gotta run out and didn't see Didn't grab it. me by the beard on that one. Did, didn't, didn't grab me by the beard on that one. Yeah. But, I, but a movie I did see over the weekend was Han Solo. I saw the Solo movie. Which, was it cute? Uh, it was good. It was a. I thought it was a very, very, very good movie. Like, of course, like you know, the reviews are saying it didn't bring anything new to the table, which I can agree with. Okay, yeah, it didn't bring anything new to the table. But I thought um, Alden Emmerich. Emmerich. I. I, I book Aldrin Emmerich. Emmerich. I. I butcher people's names. Did a fantastic job as uh, Han Solo. Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, did a spot-on... I was going to ask, he was in that, right? Yeah, he did a spot-on Lando. He surprises you as, yeah. as an actor. He did a spot-on impersonation of Billy D. Williams. That was, like, ridiculous. Like, I would I would, I would, would buy Colt 45 from him. This is America. Oh, Colt 45, oh yeah, I'm going <laughs> to drink some Colt 45. Uh, but no, he did a spot-on job. I thought it was very good. I, I believed it. I sat there... I watched, I watched uh, the movie, and I believed it. I believed he was Han Solo. I believed that was a young Han Solo. He did a really good. He didn't. He didn't um, imitate Harrison Ford, but you can tell there's that little Harrison in there. Right. And you could tell, like, yeah, I could see him turning into the Harrison Ford Han Solo. So yeah. So there's that. I, I'm a little disappointed that the box office isn't doing that good because I feel like. How much did it do so far? Uh, I don't well, know like the 50 million? Are, yeah, it was it's not doing that good. It's like the lowest grossing Memorial Day weekend. Really? Yeah, for Star Wars. It's not I, it's going to make back its budget, but I don't think it's uh it's going to be a Starboy. 
Yeah. Uh, it has to do... I think it has to do with the management that's backstage at Lucasfilms. Especially Kathleen Kennedy. I feel like she's really dropping the ball with a lot of things. That That's a whole podcast. Right. Uh, I, I'll, I'll definitely get... I don't even know that name. <laughs> Jerry Solo was a movie, not the new Childish Gambino song. Oh, he Joe Joe Valenti's telling you that Solo was a movie, not the new Childish Gambino song. Okay. Oh, because I said that this is America. Oh reference. yeah, this is America. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Star Wars, they're making a Boba Fett movie, Jerry. Ooh. Do you know who Boba Fett is? Don't know much about Boba Fett, okay. but I know he's a very nice person. Oh, okay. Love him. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> very very nice person. Um, so, uh, the Hollywood Reporter has learned that Walt Disney. And Lucasfilms are enlisting Academy Award director James Marigold to write and direct their long-rumored Boba Fett movie. James Marigold did uh, Logan. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he did Logan. Surprisingly, out of all the yeah. movies, I've seen that one. Yeah. So, third part... Very good movie, by the way. Well, I didn't see it. Just Logan. I didn't, I didn't see it. I don't like depressing movies. Uh, no, but it's. I've heard it's really good. Uh, further plot details are being kept in the lock and key now. But it will presumably follow the feared bounty hunter in his younger days, long before he encountered Han Solo and fell into the pit, the pit of of Carcoon. That's from Return of the Jedi. Studios are simultaneously developing films. Number one, number of them, including Lando Calrissian and Obi Wan, who are heavily rumored to be in production in spring. And we're also getting Star Wars Episode Nine next year. So Star Wars is keep going, whether or not it makes money or not. They're gonna keep going. You have anything there, Jerry? <laughs> I, I, I don't know how, but just keep doing what you're doing because I don't know how you can turn off so many people to, like, you know, seeing, like, the range of it because there are those anti-Star Wars people. Oh, yeah. And there's massive amounts of them, but the fact that it's still, like, could be so divisive but at the same time get that fan base, that's what's very, like, interesting to me. Oh, definitely, yeah. Speaking of studios that can't get their shit together... Um... Collective podcasting. Oh, yeah, so collective. we have a whole hour of you know, discussions to go about that. Christian, you're a terrible housekeeper. Oh, yeah. Well, just look at this house. It's a mess. No. Uh, so speaking of the series that can't get their shit together, uh, Zack Snyder was talking about uh, there's going to be a five-movie, f- original five-part DCEU epic that he was doing. That It was described as epic, grand, emotional, joyful, and unforgettable. And unforgettable, unforgettable, and I'm going to go through the article that had it real quick. I'm just going to read it out. We'll have our opinions on it. Uh, Zack Snyder's time in the DCEU ended as a trilogy with Justice League, but the original plan before everyone freaked out over Batman vs. Superman was to tell a five-part story that included Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Justice League 1 and 2, and a fifth and final mystery movie were all part of Zack Snyder's original vision according to DC Films storyboard artist Jay Olivia. Last week, a fan asked Olivia to elaborate, and he says, I cannot go into the specifics, but it was going to be grand, emotional, joyful, and unforgettable. It was going to round about Superman's story arc. And uh, it, it, Snyder said himself, recent, uh, even revealed recently, he put a Justice League 2 Easter egg in Batman vs. Superman. Unfortunately, that's never going to plan out, which I'm assuming the Easter egg is that flashback scene with Flash. Um, probably Superman was going to go bad. I'm not sure. We'll never know it. But, um, here's a question for you, Jerry. What's the question? Do you think that studios should plan out sequels for certain franchises? 
<clears throat> like Marvel. Marvel did this 10-year plan that's culminating with Avengers that came out last month. And Strong no. Strong no, they shouldn't. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why. Because, one, it's always nice to have a plan, but life never goes as planned. Yeah. Secondly... It's always better to do sequels when it's two to three years out because mm. then the urge of people trying to request it becomes more popular. Mm. That be, I feel like with these movies, they try to do something every single year. So, so you don't feel like to you should capitalize on the um, hype behind it? So let's just say you have a movie that came out. Um, I'll use Paranormal Activity as an example. So Paranormal Activity came out in 09 and it got really big reviews and it made a shit ton of money and then they pumped out a movie for the next five years six years after that saw is another franchise like that do you feel like maybe if when a movie comes out but you should look capitalize the, on but look at the routine with mm -hmm. those sequels because yeah. the more they try to populate those sequels even with that demand saturation becomes a thing when you follow your own terms and follow your own sense of conscience and stuff like that mm -hmm people will be more attractive to it because you're not seeking out their type of thing like it's it like it, it's weird but it works though so you, you feel like there would be a less return on investment than anything when it comes to like sequels and stuff if you pump them out quickly yes because you're not giving people enough time to digest what they've seen for them to go back and rewatch it that's just my honest opinion mm -hmm. No, it's it's subjective because it's you can say like yeah let's pump out a movie every year we're just gonna make millions of dollars but at the same time you can risk um, uh, you can risk creative mind because you're rushing it out right a uh, perfect example for me is of course I'm, we're never gonna get past the podcast without me mentioning Halloween they <laughs> we gotta do like a drinking game out of oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian we, keep drinking now, water we'll we'll get the Joe Valenti counter because he likes to. Uh, he likes to, he likes to, when we're all together, he secretly goes on his phone and like does like the, um, the timer to see how long it takes for me to talk about. It's one of the projects. most savage and most creative things he does. My record is, Joe, if you're still watching, give me the counter on the last time. I think it was 49 minutes or something like that it took me. Um, but, uh, it's, but, uh, Halloween four and five, they pumped it out within nine months of each other and that's way too suffered, much. And you can tell from Halloween five, it suffered like a lot. Um, but yeah, so it's subjective with that. You can either pump it out, hope, hopefully, hopefully it'll get a big return on investment. You're suffering creative or wait. I know you had a schedule, but being that we're on the movie debates, and I feel like I could actually attribute to the conversation and be an asshole to you at the same time. Oh, go ahead. So, the best worst movie. Yes. What's yours? Uh, oh yeah, we were going to talk about this, yes. but you want to jump it up. I yeah. want to jump it up um, now. So, and so, thrive off in the moment, obviously. Oh, yeah. uh, the room, Jerry. Welcome to Mooseport. Welcome to Mooseport. Oh, 2004, dude. the greatest year of my life for the worst things that have ever happened. So, that movie is one of so them. So it's the movie movie that killed Gene, Gene Hackman's career? It's done more than that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get into the Ray Romano conspiracy theories of yours for the next episode. <laughs> Those of you that don't know, Jerry has a weird conspiracy theory about it's it's not a conspiracy theory. We call it a conspiracy theory, but it's a it's a funny like what's the word I'm looking for, Jerry? Like happenstance. Entendre. Yeah, entendre. Where it's like Ray Romano has been a part of certain things that's like and stuff has been killed. 
Right. I don't want to get into anything right now, but... You know, Alex Jones might be watching. Oh, yeah. Another really bad movie that just popped up in my head is... um, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 did one, did an episode Don't of, uh, deviate from this shit. Come on, No, man. I'm telling you. The, the Bride... The, I'm joking. Bride of the Monster, which is an Ed Wood movie, which is another terrible movie. Plan 9 from Outer Space, but no. The Room is the greatest movie ever. Worst movie ever. But you gotta think about how awkward Ray Romano played his role for being the mayor. I'm I, be- I feel like... Now, this is what makes it so relatable and terrible at the, at the same time. Because look, we are in the state of politics. You feel like anybody and and everybody is going to take a shot in doing politics. I feel like Welcome to Mooseport is so innovative that it started that trend. So the chat in the uh, the chat room on Facebook Live, uh, we have Larry saying, uh, "Everybody loves Raymond except for Jerry." <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was my best uh, Brad Garrett impersonation. Everybody loves Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. Um, except for... I'm running for the mayor of Moose Park. Ah! That, that level of charisma. I, I just felt like Orson Welles directed it. Ah! Orson Welles, yeah. What are you, trying to say something, Jerry, about Orson Welles? <laughs> that he's a nice guy. That we, we won an award? Orson Welles award? <laughs> I, I, you, also, Jerry, you, you and me have to sit down. We have to watch Welcome to Moose Park again. I'll Netflix and chill with you on that anytime. Oh, good lord! This is gonna be a good. This is gonna be a good stinger for the uh, beginning of the podcast. I can tell you that. I'm putting this in the beginning before the podcast starts. This is funny. Um, so, getting on from that, we'll probably circle back to this anyway. You still lost. Yeah. So, Jerry, you know what Sonic the Hedgehog is, right? Of course. Okay. Can, now, can you can you imagine if I just looked at you and smiled and like, yeah, no. <laughs> Would you buy Sonic the Hedgehog shoes for $150? 500 Oh, God. <laughs> now, uh, Converse is selling Sonic the Hedgehog shoes for $150. It's Sonic the Hedgehog, it's Dr. Robotnik, and I think it's Knuckles or Tails they're selling shoes for. Right. I don't know. I'm not a shoe guy. I, I don't like shoes. I wear those slip-on shoes without I the wonder laces. what the design looks like, because I didn't um, hear about them. Yeah, you... I mean, um... Uh, Fabian, our friend Fabian shared it on Facebook, so you probably just go on his Facebook and look. Oh, I, but, for, for him, I thought he would definitely buy them. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, no, him and me. Shout he, out to Fabian, he's oh, a nice sh- man. Shout out to I Fabian. He, he and I have this little rivalry going on about Sonic the Hedgehog is to see who's the better Sonic the Hedgehog player. So far, I beat him in Sonic 2. He'll probably destroy me in Sonic Mania, which, um, which, yeah, we'll do a little shameless plug first, uh, Collective collective gaming. We we tried shooting an episode yesterday, but unfortunately, um, circumstances are my co-host, whose wife is uh, deeply pregnant at this point, should be delivering any day. And I bet you at this it's point, gonna be, it's going to be an time, amazing moment. By the time the podcast drops, by on the download in two weeks, she'll probably would have given birth already. But um, he has those responsibilities. If we're talking about whether I should host it for the first couple of episodes and stuff but uh shout out to jimmy of course uh, we're thinking about doing you. everything he's gotta do we, uh, and yeah commend him just so take much. your time we're uh we're we look out we're for excited. you jimmy we're we're excited that you're we having a you. kid uh and hopefully he's watching but um uh so yeah so collective gaming is coming it's just gotta wait a little bit i did do a test run on legend of zelda which of course you know me, it's like <laughs> uh, Speaking of stuff that I'm obsessive compulsive about, Universal Studios is rumored to oh, be creating man. a Star Trek land. 
in response to Disney Star and Wars. And only movie. you would care about it. Oh. And only I would care about it. Of course, I went to the Star Trek experience. I'm going to... I'm gonna really make. I'm really gonna really embarrass myself right now. Now, guys. how much would you pay for a one trip ticket just to stay there and never come back? <laughs> I have no clue. Five thousand? Maybe. <laughs> but uh, but I saw. Um, I I went to uh, the Starship Experience in Vegas when I was fourteen. It would have been two thousand five. It was like February or five. So I was fourteen. I didn't turn fifteen yet. And I went and and I'm gonna embarrass myself right now. But we we did the original. Um, there were two rides that you can go on. Plus you could go to Quark's Bar from Deep Space Nine and drink at the bar, whatever we eat in Deep Space Nine. But they had two rides. They had the uh, the Klingon ride and the Borg drone ride and of course we have lost everybody at this point as I start spewing my Star Trek my Trekkie knowledge um, we did the Star Trek one we did the Klingon one and I'm just gonna walk you through real quick you you're standing in a room everyone's like okay everybody we're gonna bring you on the road and blah 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 and the lights start to flicker and you get transported onto the Enterprise everybody's dressed up like next generation really? and everything and I'm you see me I'm like oh my god we walk through this door and we're on the bridge of the Enterprise. I'm trying to keep my composure at this point because I'm literally like, I'm almost tearing I up. I need to be a fly on the no, wall I, I'm literally to see your reaction. literally almost tearing up. I'm like, I'm on the bridge of the Enterprise. I'm on the bridge of the Enterprise. Uh, I, I, I had dreams as a kid of, you know, being on the bridge of the Enterprise and to sit there and to see it. It was just amazing. And we ran on the shuttlecraft. We'd be attacked by Klingons. We did the Borg one, which the Borg one is my favorite Star Trek villain of all time. I want to get assimilated. Oh, but, man. But, but, you know, you can't grab people out of the audience and stuff. But, um, yeah. And then we went to Quark's Bar, where a, where a, if everyone who's watching knows my dad, a Klingon walked up to my dad, asked him if he was uh, uh, ancestor of Captain Picard, because he's bald. My dad's bald. Oh, God. And my dad went face-to-face -face with a board drone. <laughs> I gotta see this. I, I, I wish... We don't have the pictures of oh, it. I don't know man. where it is. But just picture... You know my dad. Picture my dad with his big-ass muscles staring at a board drone face-to-face. He would have roasted him enough to no, put him on Caputo in the it kitchen. Was, it, it was the most hilarious thing ever. But as I'm reading the article for the Universal Studios, you don't need... You're, you, you don't need to put your phasers set to stun because according to this new report, rumors surrounding the Universal Studios is, con is considering a full-on Star Trek park in its resort in Walt Disney World. Accord according to a new post Disney and more by Disney and more, the long-running site claims that they've heard rumors that boistering the creation of Star Trek of a Star Trek park, the site the site's anonymous sources, the Terminator 2 3D ride is is, uh, at Universal Studios is looking to house either a Star Trek or born identity attraction. The particular rumor has been floating around the internet for some time, but the newest chatter suggests that Universal is developing an entire Star Trek land that can compete with Disney's Star Wars land. The new rumor ties I'm into mesmerized. The recent report yet now Studio Park that the Florida residents bought a large land. Blah blah blah. Uh, so yeah. So, uh, what I would like to see, Jerry, at Star Trek Land is I would love to see you 
do go through like Starfleet Academy training for like a day. <laughs> uh, Please, Chris. You know what, Chris? I'll do it for you. Yeah. Well, let me get on record right now. Okay. Well, wait, when is this happening, by the way? I don't know. The Academy. I don't know. Okay, so we're going to do a GoFundMe right now. If you can come up with $5,000 by the end of this episode, I will put myself in the Star Trek Academy. Oh, my God. <laughs> There, there goes all my credibility right now. No, but um, what I'd like to see, I'd like to see and that. There, and that increases my credibility. I'd, I'd like to see um, you go to the holodeck, maybe go to 10 forward, Deep Space Nine, the bridge of the Enterprise, take a picture on the bridge. Stuff like that I would love to see. Borg. Just show me the Borg and I'll be happy. Yeah. Please. Um, but yeah. Those are all the uh, topics for the nerdy comic book section. We're gonna Five take a break. hours later. We're going to take a break. We're not going to take a break on live, but we're going to cut at this point for our sponsors. Everybody knows the, who the sponsor is, but i got to run it because they uh, they don't pay me, but they like it when I, when I run the... Of uh, course. Thing. So we'll be back with our sponsors here on the Collective Podcast. This episode of Collective Podcasting is sponsored by Da Piera. They're on 1970 Victory Boulevard. You like Italian cooking? Absolutely. Well, this is authentic Southern Italian cooking. They have a chef directly from Italy, which is in the city. Um, great Italian food. They have they have pizza. They have um, uh, sandwiches. Authentic, real authentic Italian food. Ate there last week. Really great. I suggest everybody go and uh, tell them the Caputo Collective sent you. some serious technical difficulties. I don't know what is going on here. But uh, Joe Valanti donated five grand. So now we're up to 15 grand. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's 15 grand. So, so Jerry, once... I think I'm going to drop out. So, Jerry, once again, $17 billion. What would you do with it? Now, what's 17 times three? Because, <laughs> more importantly... I can't, I, don't, I can't do it off the top of my head. But, Jerry, we found a shipwreck. A sub, robot submarine finds a shipwreck carrying 17 billion dollars in treasure that's insane yeah what's your opinion on that what do you think they'll 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 use it for they'll probably waste it on something they'll, they'll use it for the next avengers movie oh yeah yeah james cameron just, just on james the budget cameron will, 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 will <laughs> use it for for his uh for his next uh, avatar movie so nobody will be able to catch him uh but yeah but uh his eagle will never be bruised oh yeah his eagle will never be bruised uh, speaking of bruising, wow, that's that's a terrible, terrible segue. So, uh, there's a video game out. Third time's a charm. There's a VR game out that simulates um, a school shooting, and I hmm. think that's I think that's very. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it's sparking a lot of outrage. Um, What's the name of the game? I don't I don't know. The article doesn't say. But what it is is uh, someone found this game. It's a virtual reality game where you can shoot people in a school. I don't know if it's a level to a game, but I got to tell you, that's very... Um, There's uh, definitely malicious yeah. intent behind that. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's very... It's... It's, it's malicious and yeah. symbolic at the same time. Yeah, because it's, it's... I don't... I find it very distasteful, especially with what's going on. Now, why would you develop a game... That was like that. 
I would drink to that. Yeah. Well. Uh, they're trying to get the game pulled. People are. I think people are suing at this point, or they're doing something. I can't pull up the article because it'll cause uh, Pro Tools to crash. I don't know why. So we're just gonna go off the cuff, and I'm just gonna uh, try to uh, get through the rest of this. Um, speaking of schools, a student puts the school puts the school that they go to up for sale on Craigslist as huh. a as a senior prank. Now, Jerry, did, did you they do, do like an exchange with a video game or something? I have no clue. But Jerry, did uh, you went to uh, you went to more right? Yeah. Uh, what high school pranks did you do? So we had somebody who was willing to get himself tied to the back of like the of, of the parking gate where our school was, so no cars were able to park between six and eight in the morning that day. Oh my! And God. then on top of that, we had a barbecue. We had a full out barbecue in the parking lot, like you know, outside the gate or whatever. People were drinking all underage, like <laughs> 16, 17 year old kids. The uh the. The prank we wanted to do, but we didn't know how we were going to do it, was we, we were going to try to park a car in the cafeteria. You, oh, I was going to say gym. No, in, in the cafeteria. But the way it was, there was no ramp to get into the cafeteria, so right. there would be no way to put the car in it. Um, one I think off the top of my head. Oh, you know, the typical hang the, hang the underwear from the, oh, of from course. the flag. I mean, that's just generic stuff. But, uh, yeah, but the school now is uh, suspended the kid. They're making it out like it's terroristic threats. So I'm like, everything's a terroristic threat at this point. <laughs> a terroristic threat? I don't know, Jerry. How, well, how much was the school? Because if he's undervaluing it, then he should be suspended. He's not doing good on um, economics. It's a public school. So, I mean, I, that doesn't... Oh, okay. So we have to get it funded by tax dollars okay, then. of course. Um, getting funded by tax. Yeah, just... We're to pay your tax dollars to... <laughs> pay your taxes. Yeah. Um, so, our last topic of the day oh no not yet no i got one more after this <laughs> so jerry so um you're happy living down here right and you're you're not but um so jerry so does your basement count as your parents basement it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the basement instra- extracted from the basement it's mm. weird like it it's still attached to the house, of course, but, like, it's not really in the basement, per se. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's my own side apartment. So, I guess it makes it a little bit of a step up. And, plus, I have my own privacy, which is, like, a million times better. Yeah, this is the, uh, this is the, uh, the Playboy basement. No, exactly. Uh, so. I got my bunny right here So, talking. you won't, so you won't, so your parents will never kick you out, right? No. So, yeah. Unless so, I pay them so to. So, there's an article popped up. A 30-year-old <laughs> man gets kicked out of his house. Um... A 30-year-old man is ordered to vacate parents' home after refusing to leave for months. Oh, my God. So a 30-year-old man was outraged Tuesday when a judge ordered I know ordered where my future is going. Oh, yeah. Where a judge ordered him to vacate the premises. A judge ordered him to vacate his parents' home. The order came after a month, months-long effort by the couple to get him to leave their house. I'm not going to say the guy's name appeared in court for 30 minutes Tuesday after his parents filed a petition in the Supreme Court of New York State claiming that they had enough of their son living under the roof because he's a bum. That, that's what they said. He's a bum. <laughs> I can only son, imagine the courtroom yeah, argument. The, the state Supreme Court Justice praised the son for doing his legal research and citing a common law requirement that required family members to give a six-month notice before before eviction. However, uh, the guy called it simple incident search and was a six-month demand was outrageous. Michael, in turn... 
called the eviction order outrageous. He continued to slam the judge's order outside the courtroom. The eviction drama began February 2nd. When parents left their first note saying he had two weeks to leave, the, the note says, After a decision with your mother, we have decided you must leave the house immediately. You have 14 days to vacate. You are not, you're not, you will not be allowed to return. We will take whatever actions necessary to enforce this decision. Uh, any action you take will be construed as threatening or harassing. It will prevent us uh, to our ability to use the house or property. Michael, Michael had 30 days to vacate. It was not my minder from the, co from the couple's lawyer. The mother warned law enforcement... Did he give any reasoning? Uh, they just said, like, he's on and off, on and off again working. He just doesn't do anything. He's got a kid or something uh, like that. He claims he has a... He has he runs his own business, but nobody knows what the business is. Couple decided to add incentive with a third letter that said they give, they go, they'll give him $1,100 if, if, if he leaves to start looking for, for a place to, to live. Jerry, would you sue your parents? <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. I hope that would never have to happen for so anything. The, the couple initially went to the town court in April to evict their son, but the, but was told they could only remove a family member from their home through an ejectment proceeding. Yeah, so this is just... It's just mind-boggling. Oh, my God, Jerry. Like, it's just... What a weird, awkward, like, way to be in life where you can't even trust, like, whether you're the parents or the, or the child in that case. Well, I mean the adult, but still, though. Like... Both ends, it's never a win-win situation. And mm -hmm. I, I feel bad for, for families that have to go through that. I feel bad. Where there's, like, a level of trust that, can, can't, that can't meet in the middle. Like, they can't understand each other. So, I, you know, it's, it's a shame when I hear stories like that. There's another article that claims that the man um, was in a custody battle for, with, the, with his son. For his son. Uh, that led to the strain in the relationship. So, they're not really telling you everything that's going on here but it's a pretty sad story i think um so moving on to like i just got i just got a text that my parents are gonna so yeah so pro tools cropped out again what else is new so we'll get through this last uh topic which is uh new york city joins banning of plastic straws <laughs> like how many regulations issues. are we gonna have now like we don't have enough issues come here. on bloomberg with the uh soda <laughs> but like Blasio with uh, you're allowed to pee in public heroin in pu heroin, heroin in like state spaces pretty much uh, I don't know Jerry you know what I'm gonna do we're gonna call it here I'm gonna we're gonna go back we're gonna go to Rowan Roaster oh we need we need a nice the, uh, cherry soda at Rowan Roaster and what we're gonna do is we're gonna drink from our plastic straws yes in defiance of the man and with our pinkies up so I want to thank everybody for uh, for watching on Facebook Live. Uh, our cheap plugs before the uh, Pro Tools crops out again. Yep. Leave a review and reply on uh, Apple Podcast. Uh, to give us five stars. Donate to the uh, Sunrise event. Yes. Uh, on Jerry's Facebook at Gerard Uselli. And uh, yeah, and uh, here we go. I'm going to try to fix the Pro Tools problem. Sorry, this is a choppy episode. Thank you for watching on Facebook Live. We'll be Thank you, people. I'm glad we still have five uh, very loyal and, uh, fans. And, uh, and, uh, we love you. Especially Larry. See you later.